And then 
and know they are in Christ's church. So who kings it? They have families when they host guests. And so he paints this picture of God because he understands that he's because of the devil. But the funny thing about conjecture is that he doesn't see himself as a shepherd and he doesn't see himself as a person who is hosting the banquet, but he sees himself as a sheep. Are we okay? He sees himself as a sheep. He took his crown off him on the and laid down the feet of Jesus and said, Lord, I may be king, but I don't even want I may be a shepherd, but you are the good shepherd. This is what he paints in Psalms 23. And so I pray that we can go throughout, I don't know how long this is going to take, um, for the next few weeks about our happiness. And today, we are going to unpack verse 1. Just verse 1. You remember that? Verse 1. There's literally eight words. Verse 1. Eight words. But the cool thing about it, um, uh, God is that he showed four points in verse 1. Four points that will help push us forward in our relationship with Jesus and have a deeper understanding of who the good shepherd is. So we're going to read the whole Psalm 23. I'm going to start with this one. The Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me to the sides of the still waters. He restores my soul, and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, we go with the burden of the shadow of death, our feet are evil. For you are with me, the rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have not my head of oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Psalm 23. And today, we're just about to unpack verse 1. And I've already read something that I've verse 1 because um, I was going to break apart on that verse 1 last night. Um, that I was here to have to tell friends. Like, oh, I'm past friends. So I'm getting to be like, oh, I'm going to do some sharing with you today. Sharing my worship stuff. It's good to have people like that. But verse 1, I'm going to go through, which is, Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. You remember the time I got a preach, I always say, look at every word, look at every line, because every word and every line is there for a reason. God had no mistake in every word and every line. That every line is purposeful and every word is purposeful. And I'm going to break it down into four parts for us to really grasp the power of what this verse is truly saying. That's right. Okay. So at the start of this verse, we are introduced to the character of God. We don't understand that. So we're introduced to the character of God, which you can gain to it and say is the Lord. This is point one. The Lord is point one. The reason why this is point one, because this is the actual actually the Hebrew word of the Lord is Yahweh. If you want to know how to spell Yahweh, it's Y W H W. Yahweh. Yahweh is first mentioned in Exodus 3. You know, you know the story of Exodus 3. I'm going to turn to Exodus 3.14. And this is where Moses was talking to the bush. You want to know the story? So, here's this moment. 
And, it, and Moses is like, well, who, who should I say sent me? And God says this in verse 14, and he says, And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am a sending to you. This is the first mention of where Yahweh is mentioned in the Bible, Exodus 3. Why is this important for us? Because people ask me. I appreciate that. Why is this important? Because we see it as just the law, there is no power in it. Because anything can be your law. Can I say it again? Anything can be your Because people work before God, that's your law. If you put family before God, that's your law. If you put gaming before God, that's your law. And so the law can be used wherever and wherever, but that way is specifically for God. It's a name that everyone knows and a name that people fear, especially the Jewish community. And it's the reason why they don't use the word Yahweh, but they use the word Elohim or Adonai because they are fearful of saying the word wrong. The word Yahweh is exclusively reserved as the name of God. And this is what Yahweh means. Yahweh means self-existent, eternal being, the ultimate source for existence. So this means God has always existed and that he is complete within himself. So before we even go to the word shepherd, we first need to understand Yahweh, the Lord. The Lord who is always living. I am. Who is always existing. Who everything comes from him and through him. And in him, the Lord, Yahweh. You guys know? So when we read the psalm, now it's the revelation that we're not speaking about just the Lord. Speaking to Yahweh, the prayer of the So when we say the Lord, we're not just saying, well, we're not speaking to the Lord, we're saying Yahweh, the one who is always existed, the one who doesn't actually need us, but desires us. Can you hear this one? Because he's always existed, he is complete in himself, but for some reason he desires us to have a relationship with him. Isn't that weird? You realize we're The God who is complete. Self, but still desires me, still desires you to have a relationship with him. That is Yahweh. And so when we read Psalms 43, we have to have this name. So we're not just talking about the Lord as some like Lord, we're talking about Yahweh, the self existent, the, the being who ultimately everything is created from him. That's what we're talking about. And so, Psalms 21. The Lord, Yahweh, the second part of this is His. You want to go, what? His? This is your boy. His. This may seem like a passing word, but it's significant. The word is is a present tense form of the verb to be. It is used to indicate state or existence of something or someone. So this is saying the Lord of Yahweh is present. 
is in the present term, not something far away where it's just in the Old Testament, but he's with us here and now. Yahweh. The Lord is present tense. Not some imaginary way off far thing, but he is present. He is with us right now. And when I was going through this, his moment of God, I feel like God wanted to say to somebody that someone made the word for Because I had to write down as well. You know, I forget. And so I had to write word for word. So as I say this, can you just go to the bathroom? And if this applies to you, then I ask you to stand. That's why I'm going to ask you to go to the bathroom. You might not have another. But I'm going to want to read this. And if this applies to you, please stand. To the one who feels alone, to the one who feels overwhelmed, to the one who feels like the bat is up against the wall, to the one who feels dragged and empty, to the one who feels insignificant, to the one who feels that there is no answer, to the one who has suicidal thoughts, and to the one who feels like life is better without him, and I ask you to stand while everyone else comes. I see you, bro. I want to say it again. I see you. To the one who feels alone, to the one who feels overwhelmed, to the one who feels like their back is up against the wall, to the one who feels drained and empty, to the one who feels insignificant, to the one who feels that there is no answer, to the one who has suicidal thoughts, and to the one who feels like they're better without me. And I ask you to stand this is for me. And I have our faith stand and start speaking in the human language of me as I pray this prayer. And as I pray, we receive the word of that I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God will drown you in his perfect love so that you will know who you are and who you are. That in this moment that your heart be restored, mind be renewed, Everything that is not of God throw away. That what you're fearing is real, but I declare in the name of Jesus that God's presence will start overflowing in your life. That will overturn those feelings that are keeping you down when God has to call you. I call you to rise up, I call you to stand, and I call you to, to, to a place where God has positioned you, which is in heavenly places. And so I believe that in the name of Jesus, as the people stand and they receive every word in the name of Jesus, we pray for what we say. Amen. I also feel in my heart to pray specifically. And even if you didn't stand up, you stood up in your heart and you might have to stand up, but in my heart, I wanted to tell you. Receive that prayer of God, that His presence overflow those feelings, that those feelings are The thing is, you can't pretend it's not happening. Yeah. I don't know why Christians say, oh, God, 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 that we are, so, and that people who we try to be good, always will yeah. 
And so God is the only thing that is good. So He is good while we have Him. Overflow those blindness thoughts, overflow those feelings in Him, so that when you step out of this place, you go to the earth, God is present. Yahweh, the prayer of heaven and earth, even though He is complete in Himself, He is present for you and I. And so if there's something that you can take away today, is that God is with you. That even though you may feel like God's so far away, He's not. He's present. And so the Lord is. Thou Lord is present. The third point of the map is my shepherd. Where the Lord is my shepherd. There is ownership of being my shepherd. But when I say that's my son. If someone else wants to my son, they will suck my son. They call my son, my son. I have to deal with all this rubbish. You know, he's sick. My son is a holy shepherd. In John 10, 14 to 15, he says, I am a good shepherd. This is Jesus. I am a good shepherd. I know my sheep. And I know my life on As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus is clean the picture that he is the sheep. He is the sheep. Many of them are our sheepies. Hello? Yeah. He has to be specific, like, the God gives a simple one to say. He said, I'm a good shepherd, which means you could follow a bad shepherd. And so, I want to put it down into three, three parts. What does a good shepherd do? And there are three things that a shepherd does. Firstly, a shepherd purchases the sheep. That's common sense. You can't have a sheep without purchasing the sheep. Right? A good shepherd purchases, purchases the sheep. Secondly, he provides for the sheep. And thirdly, he protects the sheep. So, if we trust in the sheep, then who is he referring to? He's referring to Jesus himself. So, if we look at Jesus, what did he do? Jesus purchased us. Hello? Jesus purchased us out. But I'm going to see. We had our food into the enemy because we thought we had to be like God and God already created man. So God said to Jesus that he will make that and like his image, like him. And what does the enemy promise? Oh, I'd eat his fruit, would be like what? The very And so he gave it away. And so what the good shepherd did, he purchased us back. He purchased us. But then he also doesn't purchase us to leave us. He provides for us. But not only does he provide for us, he protects us. And if we want to go like real white, real bit of greed, it protects you from yourself. Man, anybody likes, I don't think a lot of facts in there, but you didn't want that. But you know what? There's only one thing on the table, and he's not on the Hello? Because this thing is so different from like, oh, the people who do this, but I'm like, the people who is one person who is not on the table came to you. No, 
But then we realize this is just a and hard to watch kind of sway the politics in that. He's too busy not being too much credit for the enemy because he's not omnipotent. God is. God is the way of the right time in the company in one person. So the good shepherd purchases the sheep, provides for the sheep, protects the sheep. And Jesus purchases us through his blood and sacrifice. And he also protects and provides for us. In John 10 27, says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. We just did that one. My sheep hear my voice. Meaning, there are other voices trying to take my attention. Because maybe I'm looking at your mind, every word. It's specific. My sheep. My sheep, my personal position, he is what? My voice. They know me, I know them. There is a personal relationship between a sheep and a shepherd. And so I'm going to ask this question, and you have to ask yourself, because I can't believe it, I'm just a pastor, I don't know you, but you know you from my part. You know what? You know what? So I want to tell you this and ask yourself this. How is my relationship with the Jesus? Ask that question to yourself. How is my relationship with you? Because Jesus knows the sheep and the sheep knows his voice. So if you don't know his voice, are you the sheep? I'm not trying to put down anything, but I'm trying to just realize if I know the voice of Jesus, and if I don't, why not? And if I don't know what the voice of Jesus, what do I have to do to know the voice? Because if you don't know what Jesus sounds you'll see Jesus here and hear the voice of Jesus. I don't know. But not everything that is good is not. We had the, like we had the time to sleep, not very many things, but it's not. Just because you have a good life doesn't mean anything that's not purposeful. Because a good life is fun, but a purposeful life is hard. So it's a fully good You know why I've read many people and people how they say they've been in the life, they've achieved nothing even though they've achieved a lot. Because they live in the cheap purpose. They live a good life. And a good life doesn't mean a good life. Just because you got the church doesn't mean you're a little purpose. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Church is not everything. Church is not everything. How is it not everything? Yeah? So when I ask you again, how is your relationship with the church? You know what the and if you don't know what the good shit is, what are you going to do about it? And so the best way to measure this area of knowing the good is by knowing his voice, and that takes time, and that takes relationship. Do you know that people that you know that I grew up and they think, oh, you 
You don't even have to look at that. That was, that was you just know. Like, oh, he did. He doesn't go. My man doesn't go and go, hey, son, babe. He just goes, hey. I'm like, hey. <laughs> hey. You suck. Hey. You don't even need to take kids. Hey. And you know, like, oh, this is like, I started with my son. Like, like, I was singing about my son. For some reason, like, all parents, right? You know, like, in a crowd of food, what your child sounds like. It makes no sense. Like, it's going to be full of other people. And it's really loud. But for some reason, these people are loud. Hey, this is it! So, you know what I'm talking about? You can see what's up. The reason why is because of the nature. And if you didn't spend time with the child, and if I was an excellent father, I wouldn't know what I'm saying. My son wouldn't know what I'm doing. So, when I go, hey! What's this one? So if we do it in the natural terms, what about the spiritual terms? Because I can tell you, if you want to say, hey, you're like, this is what I'm like. It must be the same one. God's like, hey, this is the question. Oh, come on, you want to I don't know, like, I don't know what I used to be like. Really bad, like I'm just really locked in one shopping center for like 10 days. Because my son wants to live, I want to live, we just like to get to the end. Even if it's asking for a little bit, this is what I'm talking about. But I remember before those times, you want to say something, I'm like, Lord, I'm just afraid that, and you know you're going to be in the supermarket. It's like, I'm afraid that, keep praying for the children right now. And you know, you're like, you know this, God. But then you're like, you're trying to push it bigger as God. Why? Is it your words? I don't know. I believe that we can be so fascinated by living life, just knowing the future from far, but not knowing the future. There has to be a personal relationship between you and God. There has to be something. You have to do something. And maybe time, and maybe a job, and maybe resources. I don't know, what is it? But there's something you have to do. Because even though your salvation is free, it costs a lot of And this is the reason why, it's one of my brothers, when he came out from the parables, and I said to him, this is. Living inside the house, it's hard work and it's going to be even harder when you get out of the house. Because for us pastors, we make it sound more rosy and pretty, but it's not rosy and pretty. Because the things that work for us must be accomplished and not for us because we start realizing what And for us to really narrow out what the world's saying what God's saying, we have to know His voice. Because the world's saying so much that it's actually oversleeping the church. And so the church has a voice. But our voice matters. When it comes to the community of one and one, and I pray that this will influence out just not only one and one, but influence out to the city. When it comes to the city of one and one, 
Hills gets called upon a lot. Why? Because he's a fortunate man. Yeah, it's not about us being known in life. But it's just us loving Jesus and going at connection. The shepherd is calling you to do something. But the reason why you can't be the shepherd is because you don't know how to do And the only way you do that is to find the relationship. If you're always going to do something, you know, if you're not going to do something, if your life is like that, you're not spending enough on you. And you know what? That spirit out there, I don't want God to say to me, or say to anyone in this house, or anyone in the conference in this house, I don't know you, I don't know you, get away from me, get away from me. Oh my Lord, I did this here today. Oh, it comes to church every Sunday. I'm in my life every day. I didn't know you. Oh, wait a minute. I don't know who you are. How does the God of heaven do that? He doesn't know who you are. Even though he's God, he still doesn't know who you are. But he needs the desire. So, relationship is And so, when we look at the Lord is my shepherd. We see it with a big lens as Yahweh is my present shepherd. So I can't just sing this like words out for the midnight. But we're going, Lord is my shepherd. No, Yahweh is my present shepherd. He's with me right here, right now. And we need the shepherd in our lives. All areas of our lives. He's not just our shepherd for the church things. And I say that again. He's not our shepherd just in church things. He's our shepherd in all areas of our lives. And what does the shepherd do? Sex. Right? So we need his picture. We agree in our lives. We need his vision. We agree in our lives. And so we need to know the shepherd. Not just like in the church building, but it becomes my ship here. Are we okay? Yeah. I read this We need to share it in life and decisions. We need to share it in time of crisis. We need to share it to help distinguish good from God. We need to share it to show us the way out of certain. We need the shepherd to help us to navigate the world that we live in. We need the shepherd to prevent. We need the shepherd to help us with the upcoming elections. I'm not deliberate, and I'm never going to push those little things in this house. But we need the shepherd to know who we're going to. You need the shepherd. I'm not saying who's going to. It's you. But you've got to consult the person who knows all things, which is the good shepherd. We need a shepherd to help navigate our marriages. How do you know about this? We've been out of the shooting while I've been married for years. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is a good thing I'll work I believe it's a good thing. And now I'm going to go ahead and make up the same bar and you'll make the good things. But marriage is a hard. Amen. And if you don't imagine your spouse, 
Obama, what are you doing? You're not going to do this. The American law. But you need to shake it. Because you're always going to be selfish. Hello? Ladies are going to be selfish on this side, men are going to be selfish on this side, and there'll be no between. Everyone sees it together. Shit. We need to shake it to help that game. Because sometimes, me, we're wrong. Sometimes, you're wrong. But if we want to live, then it's, you know, we're going to live. That's why we need to shake it. How many of you We need the shepherds to help navigate our families, bring our families up. And the world that we live in, there's so much stuff out there that is trying to bombard our children, bombard our youth, bombard all our mother and our siblings and whatever. There's so much stuff out there. So we need God and shepherd to help navigate our families. You may have somebody in your life who's a man in my life, a daughter or son. He doesn't follow you. He is a shit out of that day. I remember my parents. My parents are Some of them are not. I remember my parents, man. Like, they're hard on me. Like, out of all our skills, they're the hardest on me. Like, for some reason, God, my parents are asking God that me, and I'm smoking, and I'm drinking, and I'm like, God, don't you feel good about my sisters? Like, what does this mean? Why am I the only one before? Me all the time. And I just remember, like, the way I was growing up, I just slowly saw the change in my parents. And then, and then I saw the biggest change in the way we ran into the tank. You know, the things that we used to do that were naughty, naughty? For some reason, whoa. I don't know how to grab friends with but like things that we couldn't do before. I could go to sleepovers, I could do discos, I could do anything with like any music that was anything other than Jesus. I could go to anything like school, James, I'll I just couldn't believe it, but I just realized that the new shepherd was something that had to be even though they started from the good shit that was happening there. And I love my parents a person. I love my parents a person. She's my mother. Yes, Even though we had a bad relationship, we had pulled out and we talked for months and months and months and hated everything, she never said it. And it took me a year to navigate through the pain of ministry, the pain of church birth, and the pain of just. Having this expectation in my life being so good. And I praise God for the good shepherd, even in the midst of things that I think is hard. The good shepherd was not only that in my life, but my parents' life too. I want to encourage us to the good shepherd is not just for you, but the good shepherd is how you let them in. You're in the middle of your life, you're in the middle of your life. There's only things you can disprove. But it's still great. And that's how we call. For the video. You got there. I'm going to go. We need the good shepherds to help us navigate our families. We need the good shepherds to help navigate our community and city.
There's so many ideas out there for why we might have sin. But all those ideas we might be infants. So I have to ask our God what we have to do. And what should I want? But it's not just me called to the city and community. You are called to the city and community. And we collectively need a good shepherd to help navigate. The last thing we need a good shepherd to do is help navigate our own. How do you need a good shepherd in our life? Oh, bro, I need a good shepherd in my life. But we don't know what the shepherd is not, but we won't know what the shepherd is saying unless we know the laws. Unrelationship. Yahweh is my priest shepherd. And the last one is I finish. I shall not want. I always pass by this. But he's not as powerful about these small words. When Yahweh is my shepherd, I'm acknowledging that I trust in God's provision and God's care. I'm acknowledging, saying, Yahweh is my shepherd, so I let nothing. That's why I don't need anything else to fight. I'm content with where I am. Philippians 4 19 says this. And the same God who takes care of you, sounds like Jesus and Jesus, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which is, have been given to you in Christ, Jesus. See, this doesn't mean it gives you everything you want. Hello? <laughs> God doesn't give everything that we want, but he does give us what we need. The Lord would be so good God wasn't there in the world. I think we had more brokenness, more than more pain, more than more poverty. It was our selfish being of what I was like. I shall not want this statement that we're saying to ourselves that I'm content with what God has done. That I'm choosing to be faithful with what He has done. And it just reminds me of a parable of the sons that he gave one to the God, right? The one did not get married, the other two were guests, and they, they, they made sure they doubled the time they must be there. We have this opportunity to continue with God, what God has given us, and multiply what He has us. And as He we multiply, God will go, okay, we can double push But you can do what you have, what do you want? For some reason, we especially think we can walk without the same person in the world. God, this is good, but what he's given us really, he wants us to continue. He wants us to solve. And so that, we continue with this. And so the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yahweh is my priestly shepherd. I lack nothing. That's what I'm doing. Yahweh, creator of the earth, God that always existed, is my personal shepherd. And I have nothing because Yahweh is only my person. That's
So I want to ask this question for us today. Will you choose Jesus today to be your shepherd? And will you choose to be closer to a shepherd who knows voice? We have a choice. We can either just know God from our heart or we can know God's person. And He's our friend and help to our ears. He is present. He wants to be present. But He's not a God that represents us. But He's a gentleman. He wants to make sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. But this is what I'm ready. You're ready. And He's not a rush you. What's in the rush you? So you might be thankful to God. But what kind of gift do you have to do? I want to ask you, will you now be cheaper? So, we're going to So, I'm going to put the going to this 234. But before we can understand this, this person understands Yahweh is our prison. Shepherd. I love the prison. Once we understand that, we understand why he is in us. So, this is That's what I um, want to do again. He wants to make a decision today. Let's go to the Bible. Text Jesus in the chicken. I don't know if you're going to do it. You're right, you're not so we're going to do this. Is there anyone in here, before we go to the next thing and finish our service, is there anyone in here who wants to receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior? And you say, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this good shepherd. I need my life. I need my family. I need me. That's you this morning. Now, I should have read your name to you while. I see your name. I see your name. Do you know? 